This experience house radio, sharing music, sharing stories. I call her like she don't know what she wants from this. She said nothing to you. I call her that there's not too much I know for sure. Yeah. But that right there is true. And if we can't do better now, what's the point of sticking around?
watch me Cause I'm looking like class and it's looking like trash Can't get with a deadbeat ass So no, I don't want your number now I don't wanna give you mine and no I don't wanna meet you nowhere, no Don't want none of your time no, I don't
take two. This is Experience House Radio. Sharing is caring. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> take three. Whenever you're ready. I'm Aftab from Fresh and Fearless, and you listen to Experience House Radio. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, this experience house radio show 10. We're here with Aftab from Fresh and Fearless, a luxury travel blog based in London. We're going to get to that interview in a second, but right now we're going to jump right back in this music. Experience, experience house radio. Watch out for me, I'm about to glow. Watch out for me, I'm about to glow Boy, y'all blowed up Every time we touch down, let it go up Remember doing shows, ain't nobody show up Pull your heart out, ain't nobody show love They used to laugh when my whip was on a tow truck Till me and me and bro finally broke up Watch out for me, I'm about to Time to shake the dice, time to take the fly No more nine to five, autopilot drive now we super side. We gon' sue the tie. We gon' touch the sky. We so certified. We so certified. Fuck you, hate it still. That's a different eye. They gon' make this here all summertime. Watch out for me. I'm about to glow. Wait, wait. I got a fresh ass car with some gloss paint. 
big slang. I got a kindness eye here handling big things. As I sit into the crib with the sachet, in my room with the shark with the big tank. Don't get mad cause I'm doing things you just can't. to experience house radio um our first two digit show this is show 0010 yeah do we say 0010 010 010 because it's three three digits three digits (laughs) (laughs) keep recording yeah yeah, no we're still going we're still going we are here with fresh and fearless uh, a travel blog which is based out of london um so 
let's get started with just some background information on kind of who you are, how the blog started, kind of what inspired the blog, um, and how was the first post? You know, how did how did that all come about? Okay, um, so I started my blog when I was just going to university. Um, it was kind of an online platform that I was going to keep for my parents to have a little read of what I got up to in London through my travels and where I ate and whatnot. And then, yeah, my first blog post was terrible. It's just about a bit, a bit about a background on me and what my life was. Um, so nothing kind of like it's quite personal as opposed to something commercial. Um, when I came to London, I kind of persevered with it. I kind of actually wrote about more appropriate things that people would, would want to read about. And then. As I was going through my first year of education, obviously freshers year, you're not really doing much, you go out drinking a lot. So you have time to write posts and stuff, which I think that's what my best year was, which is why I started getting contacted by brands eventually. Um, they wanted to work with me on collaborations with the travels I was doing and the places I was going to eat. Um, and over time it kind of grew and grew. I didn't think it would get, would get very far, but it did. The readership increased, uh, more people were interested in my blog and I started getting contacted by more, by more brands. Um, and so that, then that was the second year in when you yeah, started? Yeah, so after nice. a year of kind of like dabbling in it, um, starting to figure out collaboration stuff and what it was all about. I mean, at first I didn't really realize why people were even contacting me in the first place <laughs> because it didn't make any sense to me. Um, but then I soon realized actually it was a sort of a marketing platform for a lot of brands that they could use to get online coverage. Yeah. And especially for PRs too. So, yeah. Yeah. So actually let's do, if you had to give like an elevator pitch of, of what it was, <laughs> Fresh and Fearless, just to kind of provide the context before we go back in time. What, what is it today that kind of it, it is? So I would say it's an online platform, mainly a blog, I would say, because it's still quite personal to me in my my life. But it's a lot of travel tips of where I go, what to do, um, hotel reviews, restaurant reviews, um, personal posts, travel advice. Um, yeah, basically all in all things that people can actually benefit from by reading. So if they want to go to a certain country that I visited, I'll have a tips post of what to see, where to go, where to eat, where to stay. Right, right, right. And you said it started out, It's a. you mentioned that it was a blog, right? Like it's a personal thing yeah. to you. Um, but you do you write a lot of commercial content or how do you kind of balance the personal posts with the more kind of hotel review posts and those types of things. Do you, do you share your life a lot? I mean, I think with my hotel reviews and everything else that I do, it's still very much about me. So the experience I have, as opposed to just a factual right. piece. I mean, I've never been interested in kind of being, kind of going really commercial and offering like um, commercial factual pieces about a brand. It's more about, I'm going to go visit there. I'll write about what I've had experience of and if I like it or not. Um, it's not about um, what the brand wants to see and the facts and figures of what the hotel is or where the place I'm, I'm visiting is about. So it's kind of like a like an honest review of of the experience. Yeah, definitely. It's a bit like an online diary review mixed together kind of thing, which is still why I say it's still a blog. It's still very personal to me, and I, I write as if the person reading is listening to me tell them directly. Okay. So it's yeah. still very much my voice behind the blog still. Okay. Okay. And it started from uh, going to university, right? And 
keeping yeah. your parents up to date. Yes, I used Sh- to write about it in my um, dorm room, yeah, <laughs> in my yeah, tiny yeah. little desk that I had. <laughs> nice. All people who went to university would know how it feels to yeah, be one of those rooms. Absolutely, um, So you kind of get a bit bored out of your mind and you kind of have to focus your energy into doing something that's going to get you out of that room one day. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, eventually I started, kept going at it. If you look back at my old posts, they still weren't up to scratch. They were still quite rough around the edges and had to perfect them over time, especially when working with brands. They expect a certain quality of photos and uh, written content. I mean, if I'm honest with you, I was never good at English at school. It's my, my, my worst performing grade actually my yeah. A-levels and my GCSE. So, so I, w- I couldn't really write that well, but I think over time I kind of really found my voice and gathered to what Fresh and Fearless is today um, and the writing skill yes. kind of come with it. So how, how would you, uh, you know, how do you feel now that you look back four years ago and, you know, those first couple of posts that you had and, you know, where you're standing today, like the journey that you've been on with just the blog. How does that feel for you? I mean, it's been an absolute whirlwind of a journey from from the beginning. It was nothing. It was never supposed to be anything. I never wanted it to be anything. It was for me and my family to kind of read me as a personal diary online. I'm very much a digital person, so it just made sense rather than having it in a closed little book you keep under your bed. It was something that people could read and anyone that wants to read it. Um, and then when I'm working with brands, I still didn't understand why I was working with brands and what I was benefiting them. And then as I got into my career, um, I understood a little bit more about it too. Um, but yeah, I just think from the start, Building my brand, building some relationships with key people in London and abroad has been an amazing experience. And the stuff that I've done, I think I could have never done before if it wasn't for my blog. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been an amazing experience from start to finish. It's yeah. not even finished yet, but as it <laughs> yeah. continues to go on. Yeah. So actually, where, where do you see it going in the future? Or, I mean, because you, as you said, it, was, it wasn't even expected. So um, do you have a plan of where you want it to go in the future or are you just kind of... Um, like riding the wave, see how it goes now and... I mean, I didn't have a plan to start with, so I think I should have a plan now. But I just didn't keep doing what I love doing, that's how it's kind of got to where it is. I have not ever wanted to make money from it in the first place, never wanted it to be anything big. So just the passion of writing and taking photos and doing what I was doing has kind of got it to where it is today. So I'd say just keep going with what I'm doing, hopefully it'll get bigger and better. I mean, this, as over the four years I've been doing it, it's gone way, it kind of surpassed my expectations of it ever being what it, was, what it is today. But I can only get better. Hopefully it can help me inspire more people to travel and experience the world from first hand. Yeah. So it's, it's focused on like luxury kind of travel kind of stuff. Is that, um, what, what was the reason why you chose that kind of niche? I mean, it's something I've always been quite fond of. I mean, I like the finer things in life generally. I mean, and also I think in the blogging community, there's a lot of backpacker bloggers and budget travelers. There's not very many luxury bloggers. And I found a niche and something I enjoyed doing. So I kind of thought it was a nice way to kind of move it into that direction. And it also works for um, opportunities for me as well, because there's very select few luxury travel bloggers out there. That means that brands kind of really want to pick the right people to work on their brands and as you can understand these hotels cost 500 600 pounds a night yeah so for them to want to work with you is a big honor in itself 
um, to kind of collaborate with you. So, but yeah, but definitely because I think if you kind of go through Google and you kind of look through travel blogs and people want advice on budget travel, that's fine. I think some people would also want to travel luxuriously, but there was never a platform or many platforms that people could look at to kind of find tips on how to travel in that way and where to go for those, those unique experiences. So I think I've kind of found my niche that way. Yeah. Do you have like a, a favourite trip that you've been on so far? Oh, well, I mean, my trip to Lisbon was amazing because I worked with three big hotel brands, one being Four Seasons, which I'm a huge fan of, and um, the brand itself. So that was my first time I actually worked on a travel collaboration with the hotel. I'd done like food, um, afternoon teas and drinks like that within London with the brand, but never travelled abroad and I actually stayed in the hotels abroad. So that was quite an honour for me to be invited out and try try their um, hotels out there. That was fantastic. Do you have a, is there a hotel or a brand that is kind of on your wish list that you want to work with? Um, the Six Senses. Yeah, that is <laughs> definitely a very, very luxurious brand that probably costs a few thousand pounds a night if you were to stay there. But they're definitely, I would say, goals. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to ever get there, it's definitely going to be a unique experience. And every hotel is just unbelievable. <laughs> Let's um, let's backtrack a little bit and talk about kind of the growth of the blog. Uh-huh. Um, how did you, you know, for the four years, how, how have you sustained constantly writing content and keeping that fire alive to, to keep you going and, and persevering? I mean, it's not been easy. I've had to take breaks from it. I've had to have short breaks, long breaks, because sometimes you can kind of get into a writer's rut where you just have no creative content. You don't, we don't feel inspired to write. And I think then you have to inspire yourself to then find new things to write about and kind of bring that content to life because people come to you for a certain style of content. And if you don't give them that certain level, people will start losing interest in what you do. Mm-hmm. So definitely taking breaks in between writing and kind of really inspiring myself again as to why I started it in the first place and why I want to keep it going. I mean, also reading other blogs as I think is quite inspiring to see what the people are up to and how, how they're living their lives too. I mean, no, it's not been easy, that's for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely been a challenge at some point. There's been many times I want to stop it and just hit delete and just forget about ever doing it. <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I'm glad I didn't because it's yeah. got to where it is from perseverance and hard work. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So in terms of kind of structuring your content, do you have um, an editorial calendar that you create at the beginning of the year or is it kind of ad hoc, the posts that you have? Um, I wish I had an editorial calendar, to be honest. One day I might, <laughs> if I get that busy. But no, it kind of goes with um, what's going on in my life at the moment. So if I get invited to review a hotel, um, and then secondly, get invited another trip, the, the first hotel would get priority to go go live. Okay. So as, as and when things come across is to how they will appear on the blog. Okay, okay. So let's talk about kind of the marketing aspect. Um, how have you kind of pushed your content out and... Is there a strategy behind that that you find has been most effective? Yeah, because so you were saying you actually have a, a background in marketing, right? Yeah, so I've um, after graduating from a biochemistry degree, I went into marketing, hotel marketing specifically, just kind of why I think why I've got a lot more insights into it as well. I mean, I think social media is a brilliant platform to kind of promote yourself and get people to know and notice you 
but also Google. So working with SEO backlinks and kind of pushing other websites to link back to your site through guest posts and being featured um, by other brands. I think that then pushes your um, domain authority up, which means that when people search your keywords, you're on the first couple of pages of Google. So then more people will then attracted to your blog to read mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Do you, do you ever feel, um, you know, back to what you were saying earlier that people expect a certain level of quality and a certain level of content, right, that you have. Have you, in the four years, ever felt like you've been pigeon-held by kind of the brand or the, that niche that you're in? Is there any any ideas or kind of inspiration to branch out of luxury travel and do something in a different market? I mean, when I first started, I did a lot more um, other areas of my blog. I did fashion, I did grooming, I did... Um, like everyday dining but then I think over time when I started to realize what I where I wanted the direction of my blog to go I had to really hone into the area I was going for because I think when you have lots of different areas you write about people can you kind of attract in different audiences but sometimes it's a good thing but then people come to your blog for a reason and if they see something they don't want to necessarily read they don't feel like they're kind of in the in the right platform on the right platform to yeah. read about luxury travel for example or everyday dining or budget travel so I felt like rather than being a mix of everything I had to really kind of focus in on something that was just about one thing or one or a couple of things that were kind of interrelated with each other I mean so I have done it and I've experienced it but I feel like having a niche was definitely more advantageous for me in my blog and it definitely works better for me and a readership has grown Mm -hmm. more organically and faster that way too okay so since uh so when you obviously when you started you were still at uni um and you you hadn't really done much in marketing at that point right in terms no. of your career no so um and obviously only once you graduated and you started working in marketing yeah so how how has that helped you like do you see there's been quite a big um improvement in kind of the the growth of your blog um since you started learning more about marketing in your career versus the way you were kind of approaching it before when you were still at uni definitely definitely i mean i learned a lot more since i worked in marketing but i think a lot of the skills i've learned through my blog have actually been applicable to the job i mean i probably wouldn't have been able to get into marketing if it wasn't for my blog okay because yeah. i've got a biochemistry degree there's nothing interrelated at all there yeah, that yeah. kind of makes people want to hire me <laughs> but because i have so many skills that are required for a marketing career i've actually learned through my blog and just kind of figuring it all out myself yeah so essentially i've kind of taught myself the job and people then kind of look at my CV and go, right, you've got so many skills that would be applicable to the job, but you've learned it through a different platform. So you've kind of seen it from a different way. You've not gone through a degree where someone's literally sat down and taught it to you and you've kind of implemented it into a role. Yeah. You've just built your own brand up and you've learned the skills and you've put it to the test and see if it works or not. And then you've learned from all those trial and errors, you've learned what works and you're bringing it now to a job role. Mm-hmm. So often I find that I can bring new, th- new skills to a team in marketing that necessarily they haven't been taught at university yeah. or haven't had the chance to trial and error like I have. Yeah. So definitely I've got, I've learned new things from other people, but I think I've also brought new skills to the table in terms of digital marketing and traditional marketing too. Yeah. What's the, uh, what's the one biggest takeaway that you've had from running your own blog in terms of, you know, those skills that you were mentioning? 
So it's kind of like, um, you know, the one biggest assumption. So for example, thinking, I, I bet a lot of people would like this type of content or like if I laid it out in this specific way and then you've done it and it hasn't worked out. So you've kind of made um, a learning from that aspect. Um, I mean, I think not being on brand. Like, so occasionally as a blogger and as a luxury traveler, you sometimes you, there are blackout periods like June, June and August, sorry, July and August that um, you don't have any work. And sometimes you need to kind of have the ex extra income boost. And you do take campaigns that are not necessarily on brand, as you could say. And I have seen a negative impact in that where the readership hasn't kind of, the views on that post hasn't really matched up to the ones previously, which then you can tell when I'm not on brand, mm -hmm. it definitely dip, takes a dip in readership and the views aren't as high. Wow. Um, so definitely about keeping on brand and not not even straying off it just to kind of have that extra dose of money coming in and right. working with a different brand. So that's definitely something I've kind of really learned that if you're going to stay in a niche, you've got to stay in it. You can't veer off brand because that will affect your audience a lot. Mm -hmm. So in that kind of situation, would you like, um, would you now going forward, would you rather take a break than to take on a project like a new a new trip like that? Yeah, definitely. I think people are very understanding of that. Sometimes things can't be constant. And like recently I took a two week break and people were understanding of it because when they want to, like I said to you earlier, when they want to see content, they want to see a quality of content. They don't want to see me half-heartedly writing something out for the sake of getting something out. Yeah. So for me, it's definitely staying on brand and kind of really picking the right brands that work for me and my readership. And then, but even if it means not being consistent about it too. Yeah. So so you are working um obviously in in marketing as like a day job yeah and this is you're running this on like evenings and weekends yeah so you, i just noticed because you mentioned you just said a two-week break so i'm thinking how long how much time does this actually take up for you and how do you balance it with with your day job um i think it's a lot of my time actually sometimes i'm up at 5 a.m finishing off posts i've had i was too tired to finish off in the evening night before just to get them out by eight o'clock in the morning because that's like my optimum time i find that everyone's going on the way to work so that's the time i've kind of always published my posts and if it's past that time it doesn't go live it's simple as that so um yeah working late in the evenings waking up early in the mornings trying to get everything together working on the weekends taking time off to go on trips yeah. that's also a big challenge i think with working full-time is annual leave is there's not enough annual leave in a year yeah. <laughs> to kind of do all the trips i want to do yeah i mean yeah that's been definitely been a challenge but on the whole it's just kind of really staying dedicated and i think if you love what you do you don't mind staying up late waking up early in the morning to do what you have to do yeah to make ends meet so how often do you actually post new content um, I'm not working at the moment, so okay. I generally try and post every day or every other day. But when I'm working, it's generally three times a week. So generally between Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that's yeah. the main times that people are active on the internet. Mm -hmm. Weekends, everyone's traveling and doing their own things, not yeah. interested yeah. in reading. Yeah. So let's talk about, I'm curious to hear about your writing structure. So when you actually sit to compose a post, how do you, do you have a method of doing that? Or is it, you know, you start from the t start from the top and just write what you think and then edit? I think everyone thinks that I would have massive A3 bit of paper in front of me with all these pens brainstorming what I'm going to write about. But actually, when I go on trips or if I'm doing if I'm doing an experience based post, I think when I'm actually 
experiencing it, I think in my head how I'm going to form this into a post. So that's when you're taking photos, you kind of have a style of taking photos. You kind of see, you kind of have your um, senses, you, you, view, you view it in a certain way and you kind of know how you want it to turn out. So you kind of take your photos, you then you think, right, how am I going to add text around this? How am I going to, how am I going to pan out in my own words? So I think about right, in this very moment, I'm experiencing it. What am I thinking? What do I like about what I don't like about it? And then I kind of have those small little bits in my head and I kind of then take it to my laptop, upload all the photos, edit them. And then when I see the photos I kind of want to make the post in the final, final edits, I then structure with a genuine, like a, a very open introduction about what I've experienced and then go into a bit more um, detail around what the photos I've chosen and kind of really bring to life what I was thinking in the experience itself. So it was as if I was sitting there telling you about it whilst I was in, whilst I was experiencing it at the time. Yeah, so kind of reliving the experience. Yeah, exactly. But, but the person reading it thinks that I'm sitting in that very moment experiencing it and yeah. writing about it. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of um, writing style I've gone for. And I think people enjoy it because it's a lot different to what other bloggers are. Yeah. 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 So how, what would you say the delay is between when you actually engage with the experience and then when you sit and write about it? I try and keep it within a week because I think if you're going to write, I'm having all these thoughts in my head and they're quite fresh in my mind. I want to get it out on on my laptop. I want to type it out as fast as I can, you know, because it's all there fresh. I think I've had times where I've left it not by choice. I've had trips that come out one after the other. I've left it three weeks gap and I've come to write it and I've almost kind of forgot the little details I would want to have included whilst I was thinking about it at the time. And then I've kind of feel, felt a bit disheartened because I've, I can't really provide that level of content that I wanted to because there was such a long delay and I've kind of forgotten the little little details that I needed to include. So um, j- just wanted to quickly cover like some of the big successes you've had. So um, there was two things that um, I know about. So you, you've been nominated for a, a Bloggers Award and yeah. also recently you had an interview on... Uh, BBC Asian Network. Yeah, so this year's definitely been a good year for me in terms of um, being acknowledged by brands and people. Um, I, yeah, I'm shortlisted out of 300 travel nominees yeah. for um, the best travel blog. So I'm against four other amazing travel bloggers. I mean, I'm, I think they all deserve to win too. But of course, I want to win. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that's a great, great achievement for me in itself. Yeah, I was interviewed by BBC Asian Network as well which was a very surreal experience and for me it was just something i've always wanted to do be on live radio and talk about something i'm very passionate about yeah um i was also commended for being the top 25 travel bloggers to look out for this year so that wasn't that was actually when i was on my trip in lisbon so i opened it in the middle of the market i had an email saying we've um listed you on this page i opened it up and i was it's a great surprise for me to be honest to be as a part of a part of that website and part of that commendation so yeah. so if um if anyone listening wants to kind of um vote for you on the bloggers award how how can they do that yeah so you can go to tea party beauty and on the bottom of her um, bloggers blog awards she's got a link to um put in your votes so yes fresh and fearless yeah. under the best travel blog please cool. yeah <laughs> and on social media how how would we get in touch with you uh, I am on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I am fresh and fearless on Instagram. Fresh N 
with the letter N, Fearless on Twitter, and again, the full Fresh and Fearless after the forward slash on Facebook. Perfect. Nice. Well, thank you so much for uh, for coming and joining us this afternoon and talking about you know your career and, and your aspirations for the blog. It's been such an incredible journey. Thank and you we for wish you me. All the best. Thank you. This is Experience House Radio with Daniel and Reynolds. Won't fuss about it Said I'll just give you the key I could live without it But I like what you're doing for me Don't fuss about it Let me be on my way So quit the shouting Already know what you're going to say You said
Something lovely, something lovely passing through my 